Uh, okay, guys, we're picking up at Dapjit Bedem and Aleph. Uh, as I mentioned to you yesterday, there's this long, long Rashi on uh, Yud Aleph and the Bed, and he explains two different things. One is sort of the, uh, the dating of the, uh, within the, uh, the Mabul itself. And the second part, in the long lines, which we're not going to do inside, but he kind of explains how the, uh, the signs of the Zodiac work, the constellations, the Mazalot, and he explains sort of like how everything sort of circles around. So just for like maybe two minutes, I just give a quick rundown of how the Gemara sort of approaches that. And now maybe just help have a little bit of context, although we're not going to, we're going to keep it pretty short for today. Um, the basic idea, if you think about it, is they used to think about the Earth being uh, stationary and there being like this sphere around us that would rotate. Okay, but Lamaisa, it's the same thing. Like we know that the Earth is the thing that rotates and the and the sky is stationary. I guess that's the way we think about it. Okay, but the point is that if you think about the the sky, so based on where these certain stars are, right in the sky, those, those constellations that we think of, so they will appear, quote unquote, um, in the sky at different times, at different times of the year. So if you think how it rotates through, you have 12 constellations, okay, 12 of these signs of the zodiac, and so every day, um, each one like has like two hours in each slot. You think I think how that makes sense, right? Okay, and as the, so the Gemara thinks of it as, let's say, like the rising of one would be like in the morning, the, the one would rise, you know, sort of rise up. That's how it thinks of it. Um, the way we think of like the rising of the sun, so the same is true. Just maybe in the daytime you can't really see them, and at nighttime you can see them, and that's exactly the whole idea. We talk about like astrology. They're talking about like you're born under a certain sign. It's all based on sort of like where the constellations are when you are born in that time of year. Okay, Kima that they're talking about here is um, the last few stars of the constellation called Tle, which we say in English is Aries. Okay. Um, and it just depends, again, the idea of the description is, that's the one that's sort of like coming up in, uh, in the daytime, the beginning of the daytime, that's one that's, uh, that's coming up. Okay, so that's, that's uh, enough like brief information about that, just if you're curious more, you can read through. It's a pretty easy read, it's just longer. Um, and he explains to how all the different constellations, the order of the constellations and where they go. It's just, you know, some is, it might be worth your while to sort of do that. Now, we mentioned uh, yesterday at the end that we have this Mahloka, right, Rabbi Yehoshua um, and Rabbi Lazar, about the, uh, when the world was created, all those different things. So we're up to this point here. The Gemara says, I think we're up to the fourth line. Bishlam Rabbi Yeshua. So it works well according to Rabbi Yehoshua. He says that the second month is ER, because he thinks we're talking about Nisan being the creation of the world. So the second month is ER, and it makes sense because that is how we in fact count the months. Nisan is month number one, ER is month number two. Ella the Rebelozer, my Sheni. What's Sheni? He says that's Cheshbar Cheshvan they're talking about. But what, again, that, that term doesn't really work. We don't usually refer to Mar Cheshvan as the second month, even if in your own head sometimes we think of Tishrei as being the first month. We all know it's not, right? I was just thinking like one way to think about that is like if you're learning to look like, a, if you're learning how to navigate a Siddur or even like the Mishnah Brewer, the Shulchan Aruch, for example, which holidays are discussed first? So you would think, like, oh, the first holiday of the year is Rosh Hashanah, but it's actually not the case, right? The first holiday of the year is Pesach, right? So if you want to see, like, you know, if you look like, uh, let's say, like in uh, Musaf of uh, Yom Tov, right? So you see, like, when you get to the Musaf part, like, you have to add in the little extra line for, like, the Korban Musaf of the day. So on the long list of the different Korban Musaf, what's going to be first? Pesach is going to be first, and that it works its way through that way, even though, like, sometimes we don't always function that way. So that works much better. So for Rabbi Lazar, what's Sheni? So Gemara says, Sheni Ladin, it's the second month from the judgment, meaning the judgment of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Okay. 
Now, according to Rabbi Yeshua, we said that he cha- Hashem changed the order, the natural order, that the wrong constellation was rising at, this, at a certain time. So that we understand that term that he changed the natural order to bring the Mabul. But, Marbelezer, it would seem to be that's exactly the normal order of how things are. So what's the change? So Gmar answers, Kid Rav Chista. It's like Rav Chista taught us. The Amar Rav Chista, Birotchin Kilkulu, Birotchin Nidonu. Okay, the Rav Chista said that they were, they Kilkulu, like they were, uh, they messed up, like they failed, they sinned with Rotchin, with boiling, and therefore they were judged with boiling. Okay, and it means it's going to be boiling water, and we'll see exactly what that means here. Okay, it means when it says that it means with sin, right? Sometimes we refer to sin as like burning desire. Rashi points out here, if I'm not mistaken, that avera means like sexual desires. Often thought of like heat, you know, it's associated with the sexual desire. Okay, so that was that. That's the and they were judged with rotchin with boiling. Let's say it says here by ashoku hamayim, the water received. Uktib Hatama says over there, Miguel Esther, the Hamat Hamelech, Shachacha, the anger of the king, subsided. But Rashi also points out that Shachacha, right, is he forgot, but the idea is the Hamat Hamelech, Hamat is like the word Ham, right? So anger is also associated with heat. So that's what's going on. So let's just look in the Rashi for a second here, uh, if I'm not mistaken. He says, um, oh, no, he doesn't say it here. Okay, I think the idea simply is that the the uh, the water was like much hotter, right? It's like boiling water. It was much hotter than it normally would be at that time uh, of year. Okay, so that was the change. That was the shina. So it wasn't a shina in the t- which constellation it was. It was a change in terms of uh, the effect of the water. Tana Rabbanim. We learn in the bright the Chachmei Yisrael monin lebabul karabelazer v'litkufah karab Yeshua. The Chachmei Yisrael count or calculate the mabul and according to like according to the Rabbi Elazar. Okay, from uh, but for Tkufa, before the seasons of the year, like Rabbi Yeshua, that we all assume Nisan's the beginning, and that's how things like that's sort of like we assume the creation of the world basically was based on that. The uh, the secular uh, uh, sages, so they of the, of the world, they counted for the Mabul also like Rabbi Yeshua. I mean, they were a little more, let's say, objective in terms of them. They also felt that was sort of how the timing of the world uh, works. But I don't want to show you one thing in terms of. Rashi maybe um, yeah the only thing was for Tkufa Karab Yoshua Rashi points out okay so there's certain calculations in terms of how the, the seasons and the equinox and solstices work that we assume uh, from uh, what's it called from uh, Nisan just as a quick example you guys are probably still too young to remember do you guys remember the Birkat Achama Back in the day, it's a long time ago. Okay, so you guys are the little kids. So uh, the first year, I think it was 2008. Uh, we made uh, uh, 2009. We made Birkata Hamat. So had every 28 years, the uh, the uh, the way the Gemara describes, we'll get to it in Masech um the, the Gemara explains that the sun sort of gets back to the exact same spot it was at when it was created, the fourth day of creation at this time of day. Okay, so it's a whole calculation there. If another time when we get to the Gemara, we'll explain it. Okay, but uh, the idea is that we assume that that happened in Nisan. In Nisan. So that's also the Kufot work in that in that manner. Okay, and one last little tiny point just worth noting. It's always interesting when the Gemara sort of compares what the Chachmei Yisrael say and the Chachmei Umot Olam. There are other circumstances like that in Ran Shas, especially around these natural types of things, like understanding how the world, world works, how the sun travels, you know, etc. There's things like that that... Uh, very interesting. 
Okay, that takes us to the end of that discussion. We'll move on to the next piece of the mission. The mission is a Vili Yurakot. That the, uh, it's the Rosh Hashanah for Yurakot. Uh, I think we said uh, Tishrei, right? Was that, am I mistaken? Um, right, we said... Echa B'Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for Yurakot. So what's going on there? Kumar says, Taneli Yurakot, Ula Masrot, Ula Nidarim. Okay, it's uh, the Bright House. It's for Yurakot, and for Masrot, and for Nidarim. Okay, it's all going to be based on Rosh Chodesh uh, Tishrei. Kumar says, Yurakot, my Ninu. What is the Yurakot? Maser Yerech. It's the tithes of vegetables. Kumar says, behind the Masrot. But that's the same as Masrot. Why would the Bright say Yurakot and Masrot if Yurakot is also uh, tithes? It teaches us a durabana, meaning tithes on Yurakot are only midurabanam. Uh, masrot in general could refer to the t- masrot that are midurabana. Right? The halacha is that uh, masers only require midurabana for three types of products dagan, tirosh, and yitzar, grain, um, wine, and slash grapes, and oil. Okay, olive oil. Okay, but anything else is a, is a durabanan. Okay, so that's what we're understanding that the price is indicating. It's a durabanan, uh, and then a doorita masha. Where says, well, that, well that, maybe we should organize it differently. The litany doorita beresha. So why don't we teach in the beresha the doorita case first? After all, doorita is more significant. Where says, no. I did the chavivale actuma. Since it's like beloved to him, so he put it first. Okay? Um, meaning, I guess the idea is that uh, he sort of like enjoyed this idea of like maybe likes Yurakot more or thought the idea of uh, of having a Durabanan uh, uh, requirement maybe is better. Whatever, he preferred that uh, more. So you don't always have to go to right and then Durabanan first. Sometimes you can do you go the other way around. Okay? One second. Um... Yeah. Okay, fine. Now the Gemara says as follows: Vitana didan and our Tana, meaning in our Mishnah, Tana derabanan. He taught the derabanan, but kosher again to oraita. Means so he taught the only the oraita case. Actually, the derabanan case. And then, like once you're teaching me that there's a Rosh Hashanah for derabanan for like uh, the the requirement of Masrat on Yerakot. So then, Kabbalah, like obviously, it also is true for the oraita requirement of Maser as well. And that's why our Mishnah doesn't mention Masrot uh, particularly. Okay. Now, Vilitne Maser, sorry, so Vilitne Maser, just say Maser, Echad Maser Behema, Echad Maser Tagan. So why don't you say, oh, I apologize. Okay, Vilitne Maser means why don't we just use the word Maser? Why is it Maserot, plural? It says, no, Echad Maser Behema, Echad Maser Tagan. One is for the Maser of Behema, right, that every tenth. Um, newborn animal has to be uh, separated, and one is for the Masar Degan, for grain, or for produce. Belitne Yerek, why is your code to say singular? Tregabne Yerek, there's actually two types of Yerek. Ditnan, Yerek Hane Egad Mishi Egad, Vishenu Negad Mishi This is the idea that follows. That when it comes to the requirement to bring Maser, so the halacha is, and they, if you have just the, the bread, let's say the vegetables or the fruits for that matter, also just in the field, so you're allowed to have what's called ma'achal ara. You can have like uh, snacks without separating Maser. So let's say you go out to your backyard and you have, I don't know, a, uh, I don't know, we have in the backyard, let's say a cherry tree. Okay, so I just want to pluck a cherry off the tree and eat it. I don't have any requirement to make, uh, to separate Maser. I can just take the cherry, make the bracha, and eat the cherry. Okay? Once I collect the cherries and bring them into the house, so then there's a, there's a requirement to separate masra. Okay, so when it comes to Yurakot, there's, a, there's, a, there's different types of Yurakot in terms of the requirement to 
separate ma'asrot and not being allowed to eat it ma'achal uh, arai, like a snack. So it says, yerek the type of yerek that has to be bound up, like tied together. So the, requ- the thing that, ha- the action that's done that requires the ma'aser is mishiyagad, once you tie it up. But if it's not tied up, it's from it fills up the cleat. Okay, and that's the case. There's different types of Yerakot as well, and that's why the Brighta says Yerakot and not uh, Yerak. So, okay, so we'll stop there.